Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for another episode of Sip and Tea with Joey and Marie. But unfortunately, Marie is not in today because she is feeling under the weather. Lucky for me and lucky for you that I got some very special guests in the building to keep us company. Right now, I want to introduce my two very special guests, my brothers from another mother. I call them the Jungle Brothers, the Jungle Brothers. For the meditation, MC Monkey D. Thanks for having us, Joey. We appreciate yeah. you. Dude, this this is this is really awesome to get you guys on uh, this podcast. You guys have been on my show through radio many times, but this is the very first time you guys are on this podcast that my daughter and I have. Shout out to my daughter Aaliyah Marie. She's not here today. She's not feeling well, but I got you guys too. Holistic meditation, MC Monkey D, aka the Freedom Renegades. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, guys, I'm gonna talk about this real quick. All right, so people right now. I know you guys as holistic meditation, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you guys are the freedom renegades, right, yeah. Chris? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's who we know you are because right here we're we're all family, true OA tribe family, and people right now are thinking of you as holistic meditation. And why is that? So it's it you, go ahead. You, it looks like I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> so we uh, you, in, locally people are very aware of us, but w- because of the TikTok that we've been having grow. Uh, we started it. We have two accounts. We have my account that's just an MC Monkey D that account, and then he has his holistic meditation account. But uh, he started using his a little bit more frequently and being a little bit more serious about it. He had one that went pretty well. It went to like 60,000. And then after that, we started concentrating on it together. And then we just had. Uh, I actually, I actually started mine though to do like spiritual talks at first. I was just like giving Hence, it, holistic meditation. Yeah, I was just making yeah. up like these talks about just uh, about life, what I liked, and I was doing that every day. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should try my music. And then I had one go to sixty thousand, and I was just having like, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to focus on this completely. And so we started switching our direction that way. And then me and him decided to do this. Like he had this idea, like let's just let's wrap one together in the car. And so we did like a random video in the car, and it went to a mil like eight hundred and fifty thousand. Uh-huh. Like oh, now Holistic Meditation Channel is all rap. And so we just got together and continually did it from that point. Combined superpowers. But then it was like, yeah, we didn't want, we, I don't know if you can't even change your name in there, but so now everybody that actually knows us out of our whatever 150,000 people, it's, they all think it's Holistic Meditation. Almost nobody knows we're the Freedom Renegades and almost nobody knows that there is like a side channel of MC Monkey D. We can change the name if we wanted to, okay, to okay. Freedom Renegades. But, but do you want to? Not at this, to confuse people. Really not at this point. Well, that's part of the thing where, you know, it becomes a, a, little, a slight issue Inter- but also too it's hilarious to me yeah. but it's hilarious to me on a couple levels because it's like a, almost like the secret and once they keep getting to know us and, and liking our stuff then they'll be like once they find out like oh this is another layer that I didn't understand yeah. then also too from a personal perspective you know because we're brothers and, and just landing in this type of a situation a lot of times people's ego will get in the way of what's happening in my opinion you know people be like well i'm not getting my shine or i'm not getting my recognition as mc monkey me personally as mc monkey d and to me it's absolutely hilarious because yeah. like I'm well, like, you guys are not like, like that you guys no, got no. nothing but love and for it's each like other. a secret like to me like i said it's hilarious because yeah. it's like a secret yeah. is kept that, that when they find that out too they're like oh well this is that's holistic meditation and that's li- mc monkey d and they're the freedom renegades like, like what, what? And what? you know and, yeah. and we just don't want to confuse them just yeah. like we said yeah. you know so we'll just keep it right now holistic meditation and, and that makes sense too because the Spotify, the albums, the actual albums are under Holistic Meditation's name. Oh, gotcha. So, and then the Freedom Renegades is the YouTube. So gotcha. it makes it it makes it's a little, little confusing. It, it makes it a little confusing, but it's, it's also more it's, uniform. A, it's probably a little bit better to have it so they can go find the actual music because that's the most important part, the core of everything. You, if yeah. we don't have good solid music that people can gravitate to, then it's gonna. 
you know, then that 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 if that's not there, then nothing else is there, in my opinion. So that we have to, as long as we're skilled and can deliver that, then we're good. Oh yeah, and for those of y'all who are just uh, new to these two young gentlemen, let me take it back. <laughs> let me take it back, man. Y'all probably didn't know because I didn't say it right off the bat, but these two are MCs. MC is is different than uh, just a regular rapper, man. Because an MC demands the stage, uh, c- controls the crowd, uh, reciprocates that energy that you give us back, and these two guys are the epitome of that right there I love these two guys they've been actually doing music for over a decade because the very first time that I met you Holistic Meditation was through Skilly Waves aka Young Skills and so he told me hey I, I told him hey there's this guy I just heard his song it was called uh, The River what's it called River of Life River of Life right and I was like do you know this guy? He's from Jerome or something. And then Skills like, oh, yeah, he's a cool dude. His name's Nate. He goes, yeah, I, I heard this. This is a good song. And I was like, bro, how come you never told me about this guy? He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't even know if he performs. And I was like, I know we were going to do uh, an album release, right? And I was like, well, shoot, man. Let's see if we can get him to perform. And that's when I hit you up. And I was like, bro, this is so dope. And then you brought your brother. And I was like, what? Like, do, do, there's two of these guys? Yeah. And not only that, like, I don't know if it, uh, what, it was it your second show or your first show? That was our very first show. Okay, so see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, but we made it up. I told you a lie. Yeah. So I wanted you to want us on the show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, we played a couple shows. I didn't want you to think we're just, like, super fresh and just skip over us. I'm like, please, let us get on a show. Because I'd been begging. Mm-hmm. There was, like, promoters in Boise. I was like, please, let me get on a show. Like, I'll do anything. I mean, I would, if we would have had a show, then I would have sold 50 tickets easily in Boise. Like, it was crazy. They no, they just looked at me like, this white guy? You're yeah. not getting on here, dude. Like it's crazy that you gave us an opportunity because even that show, like it was our first show, but I felt like we rocked that crowd too. Oh, you know? dude, y'all did. Now this is this is where uh, uh, where this right here to me, I don't ever judge a book by its cover. Yeah, like growing up in Ventura, I'm I've met so many different people from different walks of life. My one of my best friends' name was Justin Russell. He's a Puerto Rican dude, but looked like a white dude yeah. with green eyes. You know what I mean? I had like uh, fl- friends that were black. I had friends that were like um, that dressed like black guys, but were white guys. You know, yeah, yeah. and it was just like a, just a variation of people even Mexicans or vice versa all yeah. of us so we were like a big group of just you know hooligans man. that's why that's where the filthy hooligans came from uh, okay and so um knowing all these type of people like I I, I just thought to myself I just want to listen to somebody and if they're dope they're dope and when I saw you and I saw your picture I was like damn is it is this dude white? Because I didn't know because I saw your dreads and I couldn't tell, right? Rasta. No, and I, and I wasn't sure and I was like, I was like, I don't know, but dude is dope and you had a really powerful voice. So when you guys got on stage, I remember putting you guys first. Yeah. And I believe it was 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think 2010 it's, or 2011. I know, it was, I know it was December 4th of like 2010 or 2011. Yeah, that's when it was. 2010 because yeah. it was our record release. And so anyways, I saw you guys perform and I remember backing up going like, holy crap. It was, I think MAG was there with me and I was like, whoa these dudes are freaking dope like and i'm always looking for mcs you know yeah. because we come from the old school so our our thing is that you know the the mc controls the stage man who just demands attention right and you guys had it from like an early an early age man that's why i was like tripping out so fast forward now we're looking at what 12 years later and you guys are blowing up on tiktok for those of y'all who are not familiar once again holistic meditation Look it up on TikTok, Freedom Renegades on YouTube, and you can see their videos. But you guys have a lot of music out there. Yeah. And we've been doing music together for, for years, man. But I think you guys should have been to this level a while ago. 
uh, unfortunately, it seems like everything is hidden around here in Idaho, yeah, and they don't pay us any, any attention until you guys started touring. Because you guys started touring through, through the West Coast and doing yeah. all that, then you guys started getting more attention as MCs, and people started looking at you guys in a different way. I know every time, uh, the very first time people would see you, I, I like to back up, right, yeah. for all my friends and see how people see them, yeah. you know? And every time that I step back and I see you guys when you perform, and there's a lot of people that see you for the very first time, the first thing they do is they kind of like, they have this look of confusion. <laughs> like, they're like, what? Like, how do these guys, <laughs> like, they, they don't even understand, they can't comprehend what they're seeing because you guys look just like normal dudes, right? Yeah. And then, and then they, you get on there and you guys just tear it up, man. I mean, you guys do the TikTok thing where you go back and forth. Your rhyme schemes go like you finish one of each other's sentences. It just sounds like amazing, man. Yeah. And it's and it's something that people take years and years to try to do and they don't even do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that. But you guys have had that since the Getty Up. All you had to do was sharpen the skill. Yeah. But you guys had it. This is a natural thing. So to me, it's not a surprise that now that the world is seeing you. And seeing what you guys are doing, that that it's become what it is now. Yeah. Like I, I I know that for a fact. Next year, you guys will be pushing a million, you know, followers. I know that because that would be amazing. Well, you guys just have that about yeah. you, you know, both of you. And not only that, what the beautiful thing about you too is that you guys have a big heart, man. You guys are kind dudes, man. I love you guys. Like I call you guys we my love brothers, you too, man. man. You know, we, we, we do. No, we no, love, we love you, all man. heart, man. It's and, and it's always been like that, you know. And that's why I'm so proud of you guys to see this organic. Uh, creation of people just coming to you and just gravitating to you because that's what they do when I see them. When I see people watch you all perform, like I see it physically how they do that. Yeah. So it's easy to see it, you know, come to fruitation with uh, with with viral TikToks like you guys. Yeah. You guys got um, uh, uh, videos that are like in the millions, right? Yeah, we've got a couple that one's yeah. almost three million. We got another one that's Our like biggest one's two point nine. It still grows all the time. It'll hit three million soon. Wow. Yeah, but we've got a few over a million. We definitely have a, at least like five to seven that are right in that pocket. Wow. Over a handful. And then a slew of them that are at like, like 900,000. All the way down to 100k. That's you know? a lot, man. I'd, yeah. I'd be I'd be excited if I got. Those. Oh man, the first time we hit a million, <laughs> I can't explain Woo. to you the high <laughs> of going from like exactly what a you're saying. Everybody telling high. us all the time, just like, oh man, like you guys, how are you guys not blown up? How are you guys not doing more? Like every time I see you guys are amazing, but then that's all we hear you know nothing ever happens and we're trying our best everywhere even touring didn't quite do that much for us like it would cost us more money than it was really worth in the end of it but then we, we actually, finally then we finally get this these well this one video the first one that takes off and we get some traction and the high of everybody when you go through the comments and there's like literally 99 percent of people are like who are these guys these guys are incredible fire fire it's just like the first time it was just like, oh my gosh, like it, it went on for like a, a good week and we're just like, it's finally, something's finally happening. And like that, the addiction to that feeling. And when, then, and then when that video stopped, we're like, oh no, when I want, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. if it's, well, it's it. funny too, like uh, a few things like on that video too. One thing I want to say about it, like that first one that went crazy. First off, the addiction thing, the factor, I, me and him had this conversation and I told him, I'm like, man, this is physically addicting. I can tell immediately just from me, my experiences in life. I'm like, this isn't a physical addiction. I can tell that this thing is like 
you know, you want more of it. But just side point, you know, but also too on that vid, that first video, Fred Durst commented on it. Oh, so that was, was that's right. Yeah, yeah. Limp Bizkit, like, dude. And I was, you know, it was like crazy people. And the Flowbots. And the Flowbots. And they follow us. You guys us. love them. Man. I yeah. love they, the Flowbots. Fo- they follow us yeah. on there. You know, I think yeah. there's a couple people They're that good do. dudes, but too. You know, them, right? Yeah, yeah. They are. fantastic. When we did a show with them in town, they were super, super kind, very down-to-earth people. But one of the things I wanted to say about what you said, you know, because when you were saying people were taking more notice when we started touring, and also too for like while we're with this TikTok thing as it started to progress it's taken more notice too and like that energy kind of feel, just like we were talking about earlier before we started the energy feeds off the energy um, it seemed like uh, one of the things I've always felt like was evident was once we get uh, energy outside of this area because you said it, you know it's kind of like hidden music like, mm-hmm. it's just not a popular place and I've always felt like this once we got out people got popular outside of this area then it would like implode back in mm-hmm. and then everyone would be like oh i already know you but but now i see you're getting acknowledgement over here so you're more dope and last night we kind of got a little bit of fill of that energy too because of the tiktok thing and people just that energy imploding on itself more people came to show us love and the the, the show was a little bit different than normal of what we how we, they usually go out go just get flow but the after the fact that the reciprocation we got was just out of this world so you've seen the levels girl from like you know when we first started then people give you more recognition when we started touring and and that did happen it seemed like you turn a corner you know and then with this tiktok thing it was just like another one where and then that it's really starting to get to where the snowball effect is happening oh yeah it's a it's becoming it's a life of its own too yeah you it's, know? and it's a variation of medias that need to come together to kind of create this 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 explosion right and um so i, I want to talk about this so real quick i mean we're going to get into more of you guys as the group and as individuals but speaking on these type of things of organic you know uh people coming at you and and talk you know want to listen to your music uh atlantic records is being um accused of using bots yeah, to promote their artists that. yeah and don Tolivar is is one of the main dudes that you if you look at his new uh his new video it's got these weird comments all in it like they, they you know you know bot comments that are just like what <laughs> yeah what the, wtf what the hell is going oh, on here yeah. you know and so you're just kind of like going like okay you know and you know because we we're artists right so we know that there are forms of of getting your stuff, you know, your plays, your bot, right? And so we know that. We all know that. The, the normal person doesn't know that, that you can go and just buy your your, yep. your likes and buy your views and buy your comments. And yep. So so Atlantic Records is being accused of doing this. Now, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's possible, you know, it's possible that that somebody, maybe another record label is making them seem that way to make, to, to make them lose credibility. Because, but then again, this guy, Don Tolivar, it's not my style of music. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. We, we all listen to it. It's not my style of music, but I do enjoy the beats. They're freaking. They're dope beats. Yeah, but yeah. it's that whole like uh, you know uh, I don't know young thug you know future style with the you know it's just a weird sound to me you yeah. know and it's probably because I'm from the old school. You guys love the old school, yeah. so we have a different uh, palette of hip hop. You know because there are different sub genres of hip hop, right? <laughs> it's and, true. Which is weird that they call this hip hop now, right? You're like that's hip hop, like that's More not like hip hop. R and B ish. That's what I think, right? Yeah. And so, but that's what I'm saying is it's gotten so diluted. The hip hop in general, like the the word before it used to be a culture, right? Now it's almost like it's done on purpose to break it down to the point that it's so diluted that people don't even believe in the in the culture of hip hop anymore. Yeah. And I think it's kind of done on purpose, right? Like with this with this bot stuff, I think it's 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 the whole point of lose um, 
uh, taking away the credibility of this art form that is like a superpower in the world, honestly, Agreed. right? Because this this uh, hip hop has grown to be a universal, worldwide thing. I wouldn't doubt it if if aliens come down here, they're like, "Hey, some Wu Tang, let's go," <laughs> and they go back to Planet XR seven fifteen or whatever and bump as a Wu Tang. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's good stuff, right? So now you got this stuff over here that's happening. I think, yeah. It's possible that it's all fake because, yeah, they do have money. And I do believe that big record labels, that's how they invest in their artists, by blowing them up. And then people, like you say, people think that they're good because there's so many people liking them. And then they're like, oh, snap. But then, but it's not organic like you guys. Like, you guys are good, man. Like, you, there's no denying you guys have skills. You know what I'm saying? And so some of, like, Don Talavar, like, no disrespect to all you fans of Don Talavar. Don't come at me and try to cancel me. But I'm saying, <laughs> it's just not to my liking. You know what yeah. I mean? I think there's more people that like what you guys are doing. Where it's where it's actual lyrical rapping and there's content to it and it's just fun to listen to and it brings energy versus something that's like <laughs> you know stuff like that like I don't I don't understand it but again I'm older so maybe that's why I don't understand it yeah but the thing is is what do you guys think about that do you think this is there's some credibility to the uh, Atlantic Re Records using bots and, and really that's what they're how they're promoting their artists like they don't even believe in them anymore for sure 100% people are using bots to, to boost I mean, everybody this is like a known thing like we just watched like a little small documentary yeah, on, on how many like this guy came out he's got like the the voiceover thing that makes it so it's, it hides his voice and it's the guy's explaining he's like I work for all these companies and and he's got like 15 computers in front of him he's just running up views on it and I'm not gonna lie in the beginning trying to get shows we did I did the same thing I'm like I just I know our music videos on YouTube are only getting like 500 views we need to boost that up a little bit so when people see us they'll put us on shows it's a it's a giant waste of time I'll tell you right now I'm wasting all the money for it but. They, I guarantee that these people are definitely buying views just to pump up the volume and make their, their videos. It's just like you just said a second ago. When people around you think it's it's becoming big, they believe it and jump on the on the band train, you know, on the yeah. bandwagon. And then it's just like you said, that for us it's happening more organic. But, yeah. I mean, it, just like that documentary, like the thing he's talking about, I don't know if we're referring to the same thing, but the, I remember seeing a video recently where a guy had – uh, literally a long room full of phones, cell phones, and all of them, all he's doing all day is refreshing songs on him. He's he's being the bot. He's like, uh, he's jacking the playlist up for people. And it's like, uh, no, in that, whatever, I'm, I can't remember what it was that I saw, but whatever I'm referring to with the thing that I watched was like saying, like, it's known the big artists, like huge, like Lil Wayne type artists, all of them have done this or do this or their their record companies do this. So it it made it makes you realize, like, as an artist, too, like, oh, this is fabricated even on the highest level in certain places so that these people, you know, can get get that uh, ideology into people's mind. Because it that the your you, people don't understand how much the mind is important in this and belief and in, in, is important in the driving. The power of suggestion. Just yeah, make exactly, suggesting, exactly, suggesting exactly. something to them. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, and so and but they do those those record companies understand that very much. So I definitely, you know, there's no no doubt in my mind that on the highest level it exists. You know, but then it makes it too more beautiful when you get the organic too, and yeah. you see those comments too come in like in a good way. You know, you're like, wow, this is kind of, this is awesome. You're right though; it is so obvious when you look in the comments, and, and it's, it's like ugly. Oh, your music video performance so good. Yeah. You know, you're like, that's not real. Right. You know it when you've done it. You yeah. know it. You yeah. can spot it. Oh you yeah, know? and also too, you can <laughs> see it too. Like when someone's got if someone's doing that and they're like oh this is happening and then you see like three comments you're like 
that's this isn't organic and we know like everyone knows everyone should know yeah. even like on uh, things that do like playlist push or something for like spotify if you get put on playlists most of the people that are putting you on playlists all they're doing is making your numbers look good and they're saying oh man we got you like twenty thousand views this month but all they're doing is bot farming it for like two dollars and then you're paying like a 30 dollar fee just to be on their their playlist and all of it all of it's fake you think you're doing well it's not they're just boosting everything up it's crazy man and it happens like we got put on like 10 different playlists and finally after a while i learned what was going on only like Three, three of, of the them. three yeah. of the ten were actual real numbers. The rest of them were like, oh, suddenly we have like twenty thousand Spotify listeners. But actually, when I went through the numbers, I'm like, the the listen time's not that long, and it's they're they're just they're just paying somebody to to boost your numbers. And some of those, like what he's referring to with us, was uh, you know we were trying to find at first we were like, okay, we'll get we'll get on these playlists and it'll help our Spotify while this TikTok stuff's going on. And then we started realizing, oh, this is some of this is fake. You know, so then we, we got, went into this process of, of decided, like fat, uh, weeding out the fake ones from the real ones. And then you could, and tell. Then you could tell, but the, the real ones get make it so that, because you got put on those other play, he got put on Spotify playlists. It actually did work out really well. There's, because, a, there's because an algorithmic of the, but, playlist. But yeah, so it was like, it was like he, through the organic ones and then the combination. Do you think it was the combination? What it was was so many playlists had added this specific song that the Spotify playlist, the algorithm picked it up and decided, hey, we've seen that this is getting a lot of views, so we're going to put this in our algorithm. So I ended up getting a lot of plays because Spotify's algorithm picked up, oh, hey, this song is new and it's suddenly going out to the world. We see that it's going out to a lot of people. Let's put it on our playlist now. So it actually kind of worked out good in that. Uh, but, yeah. okay. but my question okay. more towards in this situation is like, do you do you think that that came because of the fake plays or the real both. plays? Or, okay. And more so the accumulation of both. More yeah. so the probably the fake ones to be honest because the views were so high okay on it. but it tripped the wire and yeah. it ended up tripping a wire for us and that that's regard. good though it was still because yeah, yeah. well, then we got put on the biggest the spotify playlist like the what's it Daily, called the, weekly or like spotify weekly yeah and it's like yeah. apparently it's the second biggest one you could get on for the, like the genre you know that's we dope. couldn't have gone on a better one at yeah. the time and like three songs it went up like fifty thousand plays no it. yeah so yeah. it's wow. that was beneficial but yeah i totally these farms do they do that and it's a it's ugly because it's the I, I me, mean, I mean, I don't like manipulative behavior. You're purist, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I like that, I like lying to people yeah. and stuff like that. It's just to me, I'm just like I'm, I'm the same way. And also man, too, yeah. like the core, like for me with music, I'm like the core will always shine through, no yeah. matter how much time and effort it takes. It's just like what the guy from Remember the Titans says. It's like it's like Novocaine, just give it time, it'll always work. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with me. I'm like, we're dope, and yeah. I know we're dope, yeah. and I know that we have what it takes. Wait, uh, on well, these levels a, of yeah. character and yeah. skill. So just give it time, it'll shine through. There's a lot of artists that honestly uh, have worked for 10 years plus and they barely get their shine there's one artist in particular russ yeah. russ was doing music for 10 years plus before he got hit yeah. i mean he got started getting popular and it's like it doesn't mean that if you're good you're necessarily going to be popular right off the bat you're yeah. not there's so many different things like you said all dim- different factors that have to come into play to make you pop and it doesn't mean that you're less uh, talented as somebody who's at million dollar million plays you know what i mean yeah. it just means that you just haven't been discovered by the wider range of audience right and so like the th- things that you guys do man it's so, it's it's so dope that's why i'm so happy to see what you guys are doing man um but i am going to flip it on you real quick though yeah. man <laughs> do you guys like wrestling 
Uh, Dude, I, when I was wrestling. a kid, I used to love it. Yeah. Me we, too. We, we grew up rest, real wrestling. Like uh, You know that. Yeah, yeah we wrestled but, for like 10 but years. But WWE, like WC, like all the, when we were young, we used to love we, that stuff. Kane like, and Undertaker, oh, come on. During man. the time, I think they call it like the golden era, era because we're not too into it Oh, it's now. the attitude era. Yeah, after, that's that's like, the one, the era. Stone Cold, yes. you know, The Rock, yeah. Hardy Brothers. Hardy Brothers. It was like right before John Cena came along, you know, but that was when we were like early to like 2000. 99 like I remember watching the wrestling come out when Chris Jericho came out in Y2K uh-huh. literally when two, like when it turned to the year 2000 I remember what I was doing in third grade I was watching Chris Jericho come on stage Wow! because they introduced him at Y2K you know what I'm saying well this is, this is what I'm going to ask you guys I want you guys to think about it man what would be your wrestler name what would be your special move and who was your favorite wrestler from the Attitude Era because we're going to talk about this MC to me is very dope I love this guy and I, I follow him through all his many mediums of, of entertainment you know and you might know him very well and this dude brings a lot of action to the scene you know what I mean and we're going to get into this uh, this uh, his new venture coming up right after this right because we got to talk about McDonald's I don't know if you guys heard but the McRib is on it's farewell tour man no, no. they're getting rid of it no, no don't get me started no. man we have a diet that just makes my mouth salivate <laughs> we'll be right back this episode of Sipping Tea with Joey and Marie is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. I'm going to go ahead and say McDonald's is like that old friend that you're always happy to see. Oh, yeah. Like those ones that no matter how long it's been, you always pick up where you left off. I know, right? I feel like the McDonald's crew from the spot down by the house, they're always there for me when I get off work ready with my food or even when we're all tired from fighting the cold after your brother's football game. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Shoot, I remember when you first bought me a Happy Meal. I low-key thought, whoa, this is what it must feel like if you would get a present directly from Santa. For real. And out of all the places, McDonald's always makes you feel like an actual celebrity when you get to the window. They always remember me. Uh, Yeah, I think I go there a lot. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, and you know we've all been to a birthday party at McDonald's. If you think about it, McDonald's crew members might throw more birthday parties than any other employees in the world, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, McDonald's. I'm loving it. Marie, did you hear though? My favorite sandwich of all time, the McRib is back, but it's his farewell tour. Oh no. Yeah, but is it though? Like a band who's had four farewell tours, we never know if it means it's really gone for good. On the real though, it's time to celebrate this iconic sandwich, although it's got me thinking like an old school R&B song during the bridge, you know? I know you're gonna miss my tangy barbecue sauce to my tar pickles. And girl, don't forget to grab napkins when you eat your last McRib. Whether it's to wipe your tears or that barbecue sauce, enjoy every single saucy bite like it's your last McRib ever. Wow, um, Dad, well, after hearing that, I really hope it does come back. Mom, come get your man. His soul is hurting right now. Uh, yeah. Marie, you could probably handle the rest of this commercial, right? Because I need to go get me a McRib. See ya! The McRib Farewell Tour is happening now at McDonald's. See what I'm saying, man? Uh, McRib? <laughs> <laughs> that was delicious. Nom, <laughs> <laughs> nom. So, we're, we're, okay, we're talking about wrestling now, okay? We were talking about some of our favorite um, wrestlers. I know back in the time... Um, when Hulk Hogan, that's where I came. I was a little dude when Hulk Hogan was wrestling. Like I was like shoot, seven years old or something, and and it was to me it was the coolest thing to see Hulk Hogan, Roddy Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There was the Junkyard Dog. There was uh, the Iron Sheik. All these yeah. dope 
like to me were larger than life. They were superheroes to me, you know what I mean? And I grew up also in the in the same, you know, realm as the old school Mexican wrestlers like Santos, uh, the Blue De- Demon, you know, all these guys. So to me, I love wrestling, right? And then uh, when I got a little older and I came back to see my brothers because I was living in California still, they're living in Idaho, that's when the Attitude Era was popping, you know? And that's when I started hearing about Stone Cold and Rocky Mavia, you know, aka The Rock, you know, yeah, Rock Johnson, yeah. and all these guys, Triple H, you know, mankind. The, the, yeah, mankind, yeah, 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 dude. And, and so to me, it brought back that feeling, and to me, though, I loved it because my brother Richie, I don't, know, you guys have met Br- yeah, Richie, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Richie, Richie. He, he lives in Africa now, by the way. I, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, I, ran, I ran into your other brother, in, yeah, Boise. yeah, dude. So he. He loved wrestling, and he always wanted to be. I don't know if you remember Val Venus. He would have. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the money shot. He got he got married to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And so that dude uh, cracked me up because shoot. that dude was always about like sexiness, and they'd have a screw. A screw would go inside and out, and the the intro and Richie thought it was the coolest thing. So I, we would watch Raw Monday Night Raw, and then we'd be like, "All right, man, who are you gonna be?" And I'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna be uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, whatever." And I do the whole voice, and then. And Richie goes, I want to be Val Venus. And so then we'd fight and we'd, uh, we'd end up wrestling all over the house to the point that we ended up breaking the back of my mom's couch. Yeah. Because I would pick him up and I'd DDT him and stuff. You know? <laughs> we used to do that too. Oh, it was so game. fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so we broke, her, we broke her couch. I'm surprised she didn't come out there with a chair and break it on my back. But, you know, it was so much fun doing these type of stuff and watching these, these wrestlers wrestle. And I always wanted to be a wrestler. Like I thought, okay, if I'm not going to be a rapper, I'm going to be a wrestler. You know what I mean? But I, I could just, see you doing wrestling, dude. I, just I a, could definitely see you doing well, wrestling. I just had to find a way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I'd never found the way to do it yeah. other than the music video that we did. That was that was awesome, <laughs> dude. That video turned out good. It was so much fun. Um, So, we're talking about this, man. If you guys were wrestlers, if you guys not, you guys become, let's say, we're going to fast forward 10 years, and you guys are like ultra famous now, like worldwide phenomenons. You guys have gone viral like 20 times plus. You know yeah. what I mean? And now you guys are like, all right, I like rapping, man. You know what I mean? And and let's say you guys were all good and you're like, somebody says, hey, we want you to wrestle because we think you could bring, yeah. you know, people to yeah, the yeah. WWF or WWE. You know what yeah. I mean? They'd be like, but you got to call yourself something. Right. What would you call yourself and what would be your special move? I would... I would oh, call myself no. the Reckless Renegade. The Reckless Renegade. <laughs> and I'm like crazy. Like I'm my favorite. I mean, I'm super like acrobatic. I could do like crazy flips and tricks. I would definitely do some kind of like Hardy gainer brothers. off the top rope into a Hurricane Rana and flip them or something. Yeah. It like I would do something wild. Because yeah. I, have, I have some pretty good like acrobatic. What would you athletic. call the move? Oh, I don't know what I would call it. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I need a minute. Go ahead. Both of these things, I feel like I need time, so much time, so and much effort time. <laughs> to get it down to exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, you got to put it on top of my head. I'd be Monkey Monkey D Madness. Monkey D That's Madness. Good. Monkey D Madness and my... Uh, you call uh, it the Mad Hatter, and you just wrap around their, their head. Yeah, that's cool. Right, 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 right. <laughs> With <laughs> a freaking elbow to the man. <laughs> right, right. You get the, I don't even know, man. You can give I would a, call the move Nirvana. Oh, that's what it would be. It okay. would be the Nirvana, dude. You'd, like, oh, you'd go into bliss when I hit you with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd, you'd hit <laughs> them so hard they think they were teens again. Yeah. <laughs> give them teen spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I, I was coming to my head as the big fist. The big fist. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, dude. It would be a punch move. Yeah, yeah, there's the big fist. A wine the wine. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have a, you'd have to put on a big hand like freaking uh, the, the the Foo Fighters video. Remember with that big hand he's smacking around everybody. Oh, right. Ludacris, Ludacris, I could get a big, I could get a big like you know big old hand like that. Smack, smack him every time. With the hand. What would yours up. be? 
Shoot, I don't know, man. You I never thought about it. Go, I, I want to know what yours would be. I mean, obviously, it would be it would be something of the demon, the lyrical demon, probably. Yeah. I don't know. What, I, I think my my move would have to be something similar to. Uh, like like the, the the an elbow of sort, but I don't know. See, because I have so much ideas of what yeah. I want to do that I couldn't pinpoint one thing. I'd have to be good at it to know what I wanted to do with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the best moves ever. One of the best moves. I I would say I'm gonna go ahead and say the best move ever in the history of wrestling to me is a Stone Cold Stunner. That's pretty good. It's right? pretty good. Uh, right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's I, honestly there's not another move that is is amazing and is electrifying other than the people's elbow and the people's smackdown yeah. which were pretty good but it's not as cool but not not like yeah. the Stone Cold Stunner man yeah. you were just like cause you slam him bro. I know and I just wanted to get Stone Cold Stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, once yeah. you know what I mean it's dude and I would have been so dope but we're talking about wrestling because Action Bronson Action Bronson is a dope MC a lot of people say that he reminds them of Ghostface Killer from the Wu-Tang Clan I've heard that and I think he does he has that type of voice when he every time he raps he raps like this you know, so like I think he's dope, man. I honestly think that there is a difference because their rhyme schemes are different. His his sound is the same, and his flow is kind of a little lazy, like Ghostface Killer. So that's kind of why they remind him of each other. But I don't think they're the same rapper. You yeah. know what I mean? Or I don't think Action Bronson is trying to mimic Ghostface Killer. You know what I mean? And I know there's always been some kind of a you know controversy. Between, yeah. yeah, and I don't think so. I, I I love Action Bronson just as much as I love. You know, Ghostface, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. And I'll jam out to both of them. But one thing I love about this dude is that what I've told you guys, too, is to be multifaceted. You know, be a multifaceted entertainer. So you guys are now entertainers. You guys have gone to that point where you're entertainers because now you're entertaining people on a on a level of, of social media that's gone viral, right? But you're, you're entertaining them through your raps, right? But now you guys have the charisma and that people see now that we've always seen as your friends. But now it's coming to a worldwide uh, uh, platform, right? So when you do that, to me, it's always good to not just think one-dimensional. Like, I'm just going to rap. That's all I'm going to do. No, man. Now you got this. Now you're an entertainer. Now think of other things you're going to do to entertain. Like this. Like a podcast. Like me, you know. Like I do all these different things. A podcast. I do uh, video production. You know, all these different things. Producing, writing. You know, I, I do comedy. All that. That's what I want you guys to do. Because to me, that's the next level for you guys. Yeah. To keep on adding more layers to you as performers. So what Action Bronson does is he does this show, and uh, pardon my French, called Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah. It's a great show, yeah. right? This will be the only one I'm going to drop this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, but no, this is a great show, and it's so good because what he does, this is another thing that I wish I could do, is he goes around the world trying different foods, and he tries some of the most amazing foods, and then he does his rap show at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so dope the way he does it, but now he's like, he lost all this weight. Uh, I follow him on social media, and dude lifts heavy. I mean, dude is a beast, but he was a bodybuilder before that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he so was, he was a, a bodybuilder, and then he just let himself go. Yeah, and then he started rapping, and then he just kind of, you know. I didn't know that. to gluttony and whatnot. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. that muscle is still underneath he, all that fat, too. And that's why he knows what he's doing, and he lifts, and dude is, dude is strong. Yeah. And so now he decided to go all elite wrestling and started wrestling, bro. So now he really wants to, like, he got a taste of it. And I saw some of his moves. I'm like, all he, all he needs is somebody to sharpen up his skills. And this dude's going to be a monster because he's strong, dude. Like, imagine if freaking Action Bronson was coming at you. Did you see that one? Um, there was an, uh, a concert where he was performing. And some dude got on stage and was kind of like uh, 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 heckling him or something. And he grabbed him and just body slammed him. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, it was nuts. He got so <laughs> much crap for him. Yeah, he got <laughs> so 
so say. much crap for it. Like the dude when rushed him, he just goes, boom, just freaking knock this dude out, dude. Like, have you ever seen no, the video? I don't need no bodyguard. Yeah. No, I don't. Have you ever it. seen the video of the lead singer of Tool when the guy gets on stage and he's singing and comes to attack him and he he's, he does jujitsu? He puts him in a rear naked choke while he's singing and puts him to sleep while he continues the song. No way. It's insane, dude. It's wow. so cool. Yeah, and that guy's not a street type dude. He's, like, he's a black belt. Wait, I know, but I'm talking about like hip hop. Like that's you know he's a street guy. Yeah. Tool, you know. He's yeah. Just, yeah. He put him to sleep. <laughs> You're like, whoa, dude, this guy's got moves. He's yeah. Yeah. Like he knows how to he knows how to get anyway. busy on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, but what that's what I'm saying is is I've had instances where people kind of like you know they're mocking you a little bit, you know. and I know you guys get that too. And you know we're we're we have a lot of self control on stage because our for us our when we're on stage we're there to do a job and that's our job is to entertain and to try to reciprocate the energy that is being fed to us yeah. by the by the people that are enjoying the show so when somebody does that we just kind of give them a look and we're like i'm gonna watch you because yeah, when i'm yeah, yeah. Get off stage you wanna, you know, yeah. make a move buddy. we're gonna have a talk yeah we're gonna have a talk so yeah so you know and and all of us we're scrappy guys we don't you know we don't take no 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 crap right and so like if that was happening to you mid-performance what would you do? I know. Like, would you move to the side? Would I, you push him? Would I can only speak about how he would react, probably. Because me, I don't know. But I think there's been. I know in the past there's been times where Nate was real upset, and uh, you know Nate would. Nate, I felt like Nate would definitely you know make a move if he had to because he just was upset at the I'd time. I'd beat the brakes off somebody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Hey, you said it better than me. Yeah. And uh, you know, at the time, I would like. I would like to think that I would like to be. Um, cooperative with the situation and and keep myself at a higher level and and i know at times there's been times where that things like this have happened and i've gone out in the crowd and actually like put my arm around the person that was being uh you know yeah. reckless or whatever and and because people there's i remember one specific time this a homeless guy came up into the crowd and was just causing you did problems. such a good job with he was that just situation. causing giant problems the whole entire place was getting ready to kick him out and i instead i i twisted it in a, in a positive way just by being myself and went out in the crowd started dancing with the guy put my arm around him and you know kind of settled the energy it down. turned his energy to playful too in uh, a way you know so like there's there, there is a certain dance and beauty to that yeah. that can happen but you also have to be able to be in that moment and make it happen and, and to know I, right I could definitely go the other way and yeah. I, if, so, if I felt someone's threatening me on stage or that's whatever that's different right it oh, yeah, how bad it like, is. Yeah, it's, it's either a threatening or this guy's just being a doofus you yes, know what I mean yes. so like I, I totally understand that I've had situations where somebody did that was acting a fool and I went to the side of the stage while Mike was performing and I just kind of squeezed him really tight like I was gonna like put him to sleep and yeah. I just told him like, <laughs> I just was squeezed him and I was like this is not the place you want to do this here man Yeah. and yeah. I just squeezed him really tight and he just kind of goes, oh, oh. And then that was it. And I just kind of like slowly pushed him away. But I was like, like I thought, if he gets brave, I'm going to punch him right here. Yeah, you know? yeah. But but he didn't. He just kind of calmed down. I just gave him a like a good squeeze to, you know, yeah. just demonstrate there's a little power here, bro. And I'm not the only one. Like, Yeah, you yeah. got a room full of friends here, dude. Yeah, like, it's like you're going to hurt. You're going to get hurt, yeah. you know? Like it was funny. This one happened. And I we've told this story. You might have heard this. When uh, when Mike went with uh, with uh, with us to watch uh, uh, Method Man and Red Man. Did I ever tell you the story? No, I don't we think so. We all went to watch Method Man and Red Man. And we were up on top. It was a bunch of my homies. He happened to be the only white guy with all of his Mexican guys so he was he was hanging out and we were we were in the, the balcony area at the revolution and so we we're sitting there and there was this girl who kept elbowing my lady and she was like because she wanted to be right there and my lady's like God, like you need to calm down so like my lady was gonna you know you know ladder up and I was like hey, hey I got in the middle I said hey hey 
hey, hey, chill. I told her, you know, this is my girl, whatever. And she's like, this is my spot. You know, I was like, girl, you know, you need to chill. So I just kind of got in between them. And then she started elbowing me, like digging her elbow in my in my side. And I was like, just calm down, I kept telling her. She's like, I don't need to calm down, you know. And I was like, girl, you need to chill. And then she freaking, like, pushes me, like, my face. And all I did was put my arm like this, and I just went like that. Like, barely, like, yeah. didn't didn't hit her. I just kind of moved to the side, like, give me some room. Yeah, She's yeah. like, oh, my God, he hit me, like oh that. And God. I was like, I, no. And then the, her boyfriend looks at me. I go, I didn't hit her, dude. You saw that? And he goes, and he just kind of looks at me like he was, like, hesitant, like, he, I, know, he knows her. Yeah, he knows what yeah. she's like. And, but he was like, should I, you know, defend her honor yeah, or whatever? Yeah. So he looks at me and he gets closer. I go, I didn't do. And then her friend, it was funny because her friend's like, no, no, no. she, It's her. She's She keeps freaking messing yes. with him. And then so the guy goes, hey, man, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you know, I go, look, I'm going to tell you like this. My lady was here and this your girl was, was being, you know, was being very belligerent. And I was just trying to calm the situation. While she was trying to hit me, I just put my hand up like that. Just kind of, you know, hey, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I go, I go, but I go, trust me, dude, you don't want to get too brave with me, man. And he goes, oh, yeah, I go, I'm telling you right now, dude, I go, this is all cool. But if you are coming at me aggressively, I'm not going to be nice to you, man. I'm just trying to explain to you the situation. And he started getting a little huffy. And I was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to break it down to you like this, man. I go, I will mess you up you know i said in different words I yeah, go, yeah i know i will i go but that's not the case that you're gonna deal with here because once i start beating your ass see all those guys over there they're gonna see me in this and they're gonna freaking beat your ass dude yeah i don't want to see you get beat up yeah. for something silly like this yeah and honestly i will beat you up and these guys will finish the job yeah and yeah I, and i and not, and not because i want them to just because no, they're gonna they see you yeah they're gonna they're gonna think something's going on so just calm down he goes Oh, all right, man. But I go, look, dude, I, I honestly, I don't want no issues here, bro. Yeah. So then I, he goes, okay. So then I push him to the side. And you know, Mike, he's an excited guy, right? He was a lot skinnier as well. So he goes to the side and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a spot open. So he gets, he's like, yeah, he's all watching the show because they're performing. And then this dude has the audacity of grabbing Mike because he figures, this is white guy. Yeah, this yeah. He's saying I gotta guy. pick on somebody. He's not hanging out. He was he was mad because he couldn't do nothing to me. So he uses his aggression and pushes it out on Mike, and then grabs Mike from his hoodie and rips him back. And Mike's like, oh, what, what the? F-? You know? And Mike's like, you know, Mike's Mike doesn't play around either. So yeah. Mike's like, you mother ever this and that. <laughs> and so he's just going like that. He goes, I'll twist your freaking neck. He tells him, and the dude's like, ah. And then I go, what the f? I told the guy, go look, look. He goes, nah, man. I told you everything's cool. I said, no, that's my boy, bro. And he goes, what? And then. All everybody starts turning and kind of looking. Even Tony was there, and Tony's like, he kind of makes us look like, what the hell is going on over there? And I was like, bro, you're gonna get your ass whooped right now. And he's like, I, I, I didn't know he was. I go, he's my boy, bro. It doesn't matter. You don't pull somebody like that. Yeah. He goes, oh. And then so then the security starts coming. Then everybody starts coming. All yeah. my boys going like, gonna beat this dude up, <laughs> all because he was doing this. And they, he just thought that Mike wasn't with us because he was the only he white could guy. Pick on the lone white guy. <laughs> yeah. And so that wasn't the case. Anyways, there's a whole. We almost got kicked out. Anyways, everything was fine. But it was funny because then I was talking to everybody i'm like bro didn't you see this going on we're like oh yeah we saw mike but we thought he was just rapping to somebody that's how i met mike yeah. like hey man at a bar he came up and rapped to me after yeah. i got done freestyling he's like hey i got i own a recording studio so that's kicking bars you're like telling the guy you're like hey man this isn't the place and yeah. little does little do we all know everyone just thinks mike's rapping yeah, yeah exactly right you're like ah he's like where's the backup <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny but we get in these situations right that people don't know like even us like 
like getting you know getting tough with somebody. How do we know, right? Yeah. How do we know they don't have a crew? Yeah. Obviously, when we're we're aware of our surroundings, we know who we got. Yeah. You know, we know who's got our back, right? Yeah. And so we try to diffuse the situations by certain ways. You know what I mean? And which is cool because that's the thing about you guys is that we're we're kind of all the same. I think that's why we get along is that we're really we're really sweet guys, man. Yeah. But we have that little switch, you know, where you're like, Bruh. you know, what I mean? yeah. And then you turn yeah. like oh, you get all like nuts. But anyways. Let's let's go on a good note here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the stories. <laughs> That's so, great. So, so this is what I want to talk about, man. So, okay, this is uh, 12 years ago we met, and you guys were doing, you know, you guys were writing music and recording music. How long were you recording music before you got your brother on board? Oh man, how long was it? I don't even know. So was it, it was weird. It wasn't even like a recording. I don't know. I don't. It's it's like I'll let you say your way, and then I'll tell them. My well, I, I mean, I did my whole first album, and how many songs were you on on that? I don't know. Like I, I started, I started writing music in like eighth grade, and I was doing that all by myself for a long time. But then when I got into college, um, I decided I was kind of getting tired of school, and I was like eighteen, so I just started writing my own raps. But it, it probably took, man. I think when did you write your first song with me? I would say you wrote it by the time I was like nineteen. So the way I, I've told the story in the few, in the past, but like, so the one, the first one I wrote with you was when we were living together and yeah. when I was in college that one that was it's like the Cooka's Brothers Flow that's on yeah we, when know, I used to go by first, King Cooka yeah it's like the first it's like the King first, Cooka that was you? King Cooka that was my first <laughs> one was, like King was, Koopa but King yeah. Koopa yeah, yeah. basically yeah. That, that was the first song <laughs> that we ever did <laughs> but prior to that though he, he had done like uh, even four years than that before that he showed me some stuff and then he was uh, had been progressing since then but then I'd spent my whole senior year writing uh, just practicing, just sitting in, in high, high school. Yeah, yeah. Like I go, I was into uh, sports very, very heavily, so I just pump iron pretty much like cut, like three times a day because I was going to play college football and whatever. And then uh, I'd go home and just write raps for the whole year because I wanted to get better. I wanted to practice before I started to actually do it. And that's why I spent the whole year doing that. And then when I got to college, I, we wrote that song together. But um, you know, I think you during that time for him. That's when I came up with the name MC Monkey D, and we started doing it more serious because you started with we. You met Ace and started writing that whole, all that day. stuff with those guys yeah. that summer. But I wasn't really involved with that, so it's, I'm, I'm not you, sure. You, you did make you fill it with me. We you did. We song. would do things together, and we were always like performing together because to us it was always like we would do our you know just how we've always performed together, but. Yeah, uh, but the writing together, you know, it was always kind of a little bit like outcast separate, where he did his thing and I did my. Thing. Do you guys still write like that now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, because you guys, the way you guys flow, you guys practice the way you guys flow together like that. Then. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I figured honestly, like when somebody is that good and that like the rhythm is so on point, I just assume they write together. No, you know, we, you know, recently we did actually we have an unreleased album that's ha I don't know when it's gonna come out, come out in the next month or so. And this is a Freedom Renegades, Freedom album. Renegades album, album. Okay. and it's yeah. the first time we've ever written together. Yeah, because you got two, three albums. I have two, so I have two mixtapes, and the second mixtape is in re um, release right now. I actually halted the release of it just because you know my personal situation. Yeah. But I made two fifty-two uh, songs that wow. were kind of. Yeah, it's called Onion Cakes. Some of them are full songs, some of them aren't. Yeah. And uh, I stop. I think I have like thirteen of them left, and I'll, I'm gonna wait to release those. But and that's says MC Monkey D. Where can they find those? Uh, you can find that on Bandcamp and on our YouTube. Onion um, Cake. Yeah, Onion Cake. Uh, yeah, you can find it on Bandcamp under MC Monkey D. Onion Cake if they want to purchase it and then just they can find the release tracks on youtube as well all right and then how many albums you got 
got three. I've got four albums. Four albums. Yeah. Um, so this 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 latest one is the fourth album. Yeah, this latest one is the fourth. Uh, oh, album. because the first one is the, probably the one that I never heard. Yeah, man. Inner City Shaman was yeah. the first one. Then I did a mixtape. Nobody. That's where the River of Life is from. River of Life is from the mixtape that was right after that from my second uh, one. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of try to keep those albums hidden because I'm not that proud of the work compared yeah. to where I am now. Which okay. is funny to me because they're both really good. They're projects. good albums, yeah. but they don't represent like what I would. What like. you do and now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but then like, yeah, then I have uh, Art of Freedom and then uh, the Rebel just came out this last year. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah honestly, to me, the last this last one, yeah, it's the best. You, you think, think so? so? Yeah, the best. It's it's so complete and so well done, and the way it's constructed and and the timing of it, and every song kind of uh, connects to the next one, and it just makes more sense. Yeah, like I like all your albums, and I think they're all dope. But this one, to me, I was just every track just flowed so well. Like I don't know if you, because I do that a lot when I would make albums. I go, nah, I don't want this song here. No, I'm gonna put this song here. No, this song would go good with this song, and the, the flow. Oh, I gotta end it with this song. Do you yeah. guys do that? He always wants me to let him do it. Yeah, because yeah, right, because it's like a story you're telling. I'm I do the master it, I of myself. the roller. I call it a roller coaster ride. Dude. Yes, you yes. have to take them on highs and lows, and you have to be aware of where you're taking them yeah. and. Why you're do, making decisions with the songs that you have in front of you? You know he's got eleven on that, or twelve on that, or fifteen. I'm sorry, excuse me. What am I talking about? Jeez, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I would never no, give someone. I know, time. right? But yeah, you say you got that fifteen songs. You got you know what's in front of you. Like, okay, how do I want to ladder this? And where do I? I want to start them high. Do I want to start them low? I want to start them passionate. And then where do I want to move them throughout that whole process? And, and that's know? what I love about these this, this this album right here is I think it makes a lot of sense in that way. Yeah. And I don't know if that's how you planned it like that. I did plan it that. But yeah, it's yeah. it's good because see the thing is is that in this day and age that we're living in, people are driven by the single. They're not driven by the the whole complete art yeah. form or the art piece, right? This is this is a window into your soul, right? And you're giving them a little bit of everything. So that way they can construct it all and they could totally understand you as an artist. So what people do is they get they get hooked on a single and then they just kind of, oh, it's cool. And then they don't want to listen to the rest. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and this is, and I've talked to other artists too, even artists that are on like the professional, like way, you know, that, that have been doing it for years. And they say that um, you, you, you get the people at the first track. And then you lose about half of your audience. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. And then uh, 30% of your audience is only listening by the second and then you know and and, and on and on and on you i know? put my best stuff forward most most yeah. of the time yeah mm -hmm. and but and you want to but the thing is is that for your diehard fans for the fans like me yeah. that want to listen to everything the deep track you want to finish it with the last one that leaves them like man that was a good album i make sure you know? i don't make i don't make a bad song that goes on an album so by the time you get to 15 you're not gonna like be yeah. sad about it but i know the ones that people are gonna love so those are going first yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it makes a lot of sense you know what i mean and you want them to to keep with the flow right but there are obviously songs that you're gonna leave the album with like yeah. you're like this yeah. song this song this song For i know sure if this is the songs that we're gonna make videos of or we're gonna do whatever to give them that feel of of me right yeah and dude i mean as long as you guys are doing this, how many how many albums do you see yourself creating in your in your lifetime? Oh man, I, it's Infinite. not going to be under ten. Not going to be ten. I have, dude, I already have my album planned out for probably like the next seven, like you, the, the titles of them and everything. It's because you're a fan of Tupac. Uh, huh. Maybe, but I because mean, because he put, uh, put so been, many albums. I, uh, I do, yeah, but I do it slowly. Like yeah. the, the next one I'm getting ready to do has been the album name mm -hmm. that I've been planning to do since I came up the name MC Monkey D 12 years ago gotcha. or 10 years ago whatever it was I've, I've had this name of an album and the, the the scope of it and the idea the entire time but now I, I'm 
I literally plan on rapping until I'm like 85. Man. I'm like, if I'm alive, I really don't see it. Rap. People are so weird. Rappers are like, oh man, I'm over 40. 30, like, why, yeah, dude? dude. You, you, you don't understand the, the love for something. Yeah. Like, I love this. Yeah. You know why though? Because um, a lot of us, um, this is this is one of the the youngest genres of music. Yeah, uh, hip hop is is the youngest genre of music. So people uh, uh, have just connected hip hop with what's youth. popular in youth, right? And what's new in the niche and whatever, right? And so they don't see it as the art form that it is, that it's a timeless art form, right? Yeah. And so, like us, we're hip-hop enthusiasts, right? We know a lot about hip-hop. I mean, we probably teach classes of hip-hop because we know so much about it, right? Exactly. We have. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so we all we all kind of want to do that and show people more of the culture. And there's, there's people that just go in it because of the popularity of it at the moment. So they don't really sit there and, and indulge in the essence, in the freaking, just the, the, the creation of it, right? There's so many factors. There's so many different facets to the, to the art form. And so, like, I think that's why people see it as that way they're like oh you're not you're oh you're old you're not relevant like like the whole thing about uh 21 savage calling nas uh irrelevant yeah that he's not relevant to this yeah. like bro you don't you're not understanding what relevancy is yeah for one like you're from the uk or something so shut your yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like you yeah. don't understand man so like you know it's it's you have to have more time in the art to understand it or have a more better understanding of just life in general like you two do right yeah. a lot of people don't have that understanding yet you guys are lucky and very, very fortunate to be at a young age to better, to understand it. And I think it's because we're all old souls, right? Like, I understood life through a er way earlier age than I do now, right? Um, and you guys are at that same level, so I could see it. Like, I could see, that's why we connect. Because I might be beating you by, guys by, like, 15 years or whatever, 20 years, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to catch old. you. No. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but we connect yeah. because there's a connection there through 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 art, you know? Yeah. And so that's one thing that people could never perceive hip-hop as as an a, a, an age limit. Yeah. You make music, if it's good, it's good. Like Nas, that whole new album. I heard Kings it's amazing. 3, right? I heard oh. it's amazing. Bro, you got to listen to Better it. Better than, it's rated higher than Illmatic. Yes, yes. It's so good. You're like, wow. Like, to me, I'm like, listen to it. I'm like, dude, everything from the content to the beats, Hit Boy is just beasting Which on. Which is rare for yeah. Nas. Yeah, e everything just like, ooh. Like, yeah. you listen to it, you get like chills on some of the songs and you listen to the stuff he's saying. You're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. This is a piece of, uh, of art right here. Yeah. And so... That's what people got to see at. You know, everybody was listening, whether they're young, you know, or, or they're old, you know, and you don't understand the concept of hip hop. It, it comes in a different art form, you know. It's 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 a, it's it's a it's a a multifaceted art form. Yeah, you know what I mean. It has a lot of lot of moving pieces to it. You know what I mean. Even the genres, the subgenres that we don't care about. Yeah, we no matter what, we can't deny they're part of the culture. You know what I mean? They are, they are what they I are. Agree. I don't like skinny jeans, but they're part of the culture. Yeah, Whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. You know, that's just not what I like, but, you know, it's part of the culture. It's like rock and roll. Not everybody likes Elvis. Not everybody likes Nirvana. Yeah. Not everybody likes Kiss. Not everybody likes Rolling Stones, but it's all rock. Yeah. It's the genre of rock, but it's subgenres, right? So that's what they got to understand because hip-hop is such a early, it's such a young genre that people don't quite understand it. Yeah. Just yet. Yeah. And those who who have left and are not talking about it no more, they're not being listened to because the youth is too, you know, you know, uh, bullheaded or whatever, you know? Yeah, and people don't really take time to think about like why why I say like oh, I'll rap till I'm 85. It's like you don't understand that the quality 
it's so important to have the quality of something you love doing in your life. And so when I'm writing music, it's not because I'm like, oh, I want to put this out and I want everybody to hear it. It's because I want to get lost in life for a little bit of time and take a break from everything else going on and just write music and do something I love. Like I, they don't, they don't understand that it's something, if you really are in love with something, you just do it till the end of your life because yeah. it's fun. When it's not fun, you stop, you stop doing it, but it's a bonus that people want to hear it. But for me, it's just a time out from life to get lost in a world of like tapping into something creative and trying to bring something unknown into the now and like doing something new. It's like getting out of my own way. It's a practice of meditation yeah. even in a way. It's, it's like, like like mental therapy. Of yeah, sorts, it, you it's, know? it's therapy. It's creativity. It's like, it's like seriously, just being able to, the, the, people are, are overlooking the, the quality of your experience is so important. If you're just going through your day, not doing anything you love throughout the entire day, like that, that's, sucks, that's why right? your life sucks because yeah. you're not taking time to, that's why because in your mind you're like, oh, something you do love, you think other people aren't going to like. For me, I don't, I don't care whether you like it or yeah. not. I'm going to be 85 years old, rap a rapping grandpa. And you're going to be like, "What? This guy's crazy." What, every but who cares? Because my life will have a quality of an enjoyment yeah. in it. While you're sitting there laughing at it, I'm doing what you wish you were doing. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's where a lot of this hate comes from. From people yeah. is is their lack of doing it, yeah. the lack of of following through with something they love and they're passionate about. Yeah, it's it's the lack the lack of that in their life, so they project that negative energy that they have within them yeah. and they put it on somebody else like like what you're doing is 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 not worth the time. Well, not, might, might not be the worth the time for you, but it's worth the time for me yeah. and a whole lot of other people yeah. that go support anything that we do, right? I see comments here and there. People say stuff or whatever. It's like, you know, I could go in there and I could be a fool and I could just go off on these people. But I'm like, <laughs> why does it matter to change somebody's a person, a, a, you know, personal thoughts on us? Yeah. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Because... I heard this, and, and, and I've taken this for years already now, but it says, when somebody says something bad about you, right, when they talk some mad crap about you, and they say this stuff, and, and yeah, it hurts us because we're artists, right? And so there's a lot of things. We, we, we uh, suck in energy, right? Any kind of energy, whether it's negative or positive. But when somebody says something, and, and it hurts you, and you're like, dang, these... But then I sat, sat back and thought about it because I heard this guy say, hey, man, that... What that person told you, that person, who's who's that person? I don't know. It's just some person who said whatever they said. So that person right there who said this negative thing about you and try to break you down and try to, you know, uh, 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 take credit away from what you're doing. Would you ever go to that person and ask them for some personal advice? Yeah. No, I don't even know who the hell that is. Or no, I don't care what the person thinks. Then why does it matter what they say about you? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever they say about it does not matter. You just go and you keep moving forward because those are the type of people you just kind of like brush off because yeah because they're chumps yeah they're chumps and they're just bottom feeders that yeah. are just trying to discredit whatever you're doing yeah there was a person who which is funny because it all this this hate started all because of uh, uh, uh an interview with you guys i'm not even gonna say the guy's name oh what? but it all started because of an interview with you guys and he decided to say something bad about you guys and about well bad about me on your guys's post when we we're celebrating you guys going on your t- first tour okay I and I'm, I'm not gonna say this but uh this guy said you can something. Get it too, son. And so then I went. I messaged him. Hey, look, I'm not going to reply to you on this this thing here, but you rep- you posting a comment on here is just coming off salty. Whatever your your point is, whatever you're trying to make makes no sense, because this is not for you to post negative negativity about about this situation. It's a celebration of what they're doing. Well, how come I don't get that love? How come I don't do this? I know exactly are, who yeah, it is. Yeah, are you going on tour? Oh, are you doing exactly this? What you're are you doing about that? Too. I remember are you, this. Yeah, are you doing this? And he goes, "Well, I got this." I go, I, 
yeah, but you're not doing what these guys are doing. There's a point for anything that I do when I put people on a platform. Of course they're my friends, and of course I love them, and of course I want to see, see them succeed, but they're doing something that needs to be seen so that way it could help them on their next level, right? Yeah. So then this guy just went off, don't like him, right? He doesn't like me, whatever. I don't care. I do, honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, yeah. So fast forward now to Hip Hop Holiday. He goes on a feed of one of our friends that's promoting a charity event for us to, you know, you've seen what we do, right? Dude, you do the so most honestly, amazing though, that, yeah. uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that Hip Hop Holiday is one of the greatest events. The backpack the thing? It's yeah. not just Hip Hop Holiday. Everything the beds, they do is the No best. one can knock that ever. Well, so this guy goes on there and comments on this feed of these friends of ours and says, oh, Oh, they're finally putting you on here? And these guys are like, no, we've been on there a few times, man. Like, oh, but you you guys should be on there every year. He goes, no, we don't want to be on there every year. It's it, This whole thing is for other people to network. He goes, oh, so it's about networking? I thought it was about the people. It is. We're all people, right? We're helping each other help others. So it's 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 a big it's a big community event. Anyways, he was trying to discredit this whole thing. This You're really looking and for problems. And twist it and manipulate yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I was just like, wow. And, and it bothered me for a little bit. But then I was like, I told my lady, hey. And she goes, does it matter? I go, you're right, man. I say this all the time. It doesn't matter, right? And I go, well, whatever. I go, it's just kind of sad that somebody would do that to something that we're trying to help people. And they don't even understand the process of it. And they're trying to discredit that. So. With that being said, I want to tell you guys that there's going to be a lot of people as you guys are rising and you guys are going further into what you're doing. Not only your, the people within your community, but people on the outside that are going to discredit anything you guys are doing. But it doesn't matter. Remember what I said? Would you ask them for personal advice? You wouldn't. So don't let any of those things ever matter to you guys or give you you guys give them the energy that they're asking for because they want that negative energy just like us. We perform to give people positive energy. So when we get it back, we reciprocate. So it's a, you know, it's a thing that's an ongoing, an infinite thing, right? So that's what a person with evil thoughts, a person with negativity in their heart, a person who just hates, they want that hate to keep spinning. So I, me, myself, uh, in terms of this, uh, this topic, I've, I'm very aware of the, this dynamic and, and just relating it back to the rapping for how long, you know, I'll do, myself, I do it for the love of it, just like kind of what Nate said, but it's all about the love, you know, so, and, and for me also on another layer, it's affecting people in a positive, a positive way, you know, like for me, one of my affirmations is touch the heart and minds of the entire universe. And I'm not, my thought process is actually flip towards that that mentality i understand all those dynamics that that will exist in this reality of and also in this journey that i'm i'm going on and the more successful i become but also at the same time when those things come into my life i uh i flip it in my own mind i'm like i know that my approach to this and my reasoning for this is out of love and to reach this person and every other person to affect them in a way to you know, uplift them on, their, on a soul level, spirit level, their mind, their body, you know, make their lives better. And whoever this person is, just relating it to one individual at all who says anything negative towards what's happening, you know, the, for me, I gotta remember that core thought of like, hey man, I, I approach this so I can uplift people and do this for love. So I'm not gonna let anything like that even come into my realm. And also too, how can I keep doing what I do to affect that? this yeah. type of individual mm -hmm. to to change that dynamic to make the world a truly better place yeah you know what i'm saying because that's what the work is exactly and me for me you know so for me so that's what's beautiful about it to me i'm like that that i uh i appreciate all the the, the you know all that 
that you just said because it's beneficial and 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 I'm very aware of it like I said but also to know that I'm going to attack it from that mind state yeah. and never let that negativity yeah. be overshadowed because it becomes um, a wrestling match of of energy yeah. you know and I always know that this is the reason and this is why what what matters more than anything so that that stuff will never penetrate me yeah. you know what I mean and I also have my brother too so it yeah. really helps that you know cuz every time we'll be pissed and then be like you know, whatever. Both of us are like, hey, man, take it easy. Whatever. It happens all the time in our comments. The things that people say, sometimes people just say, like, the most disrespectful shit. But depending on the day oh, you catch me, some that, sometimes I might tell you your mom doesn't love you. you know? <laughs> we uh, went through but, it. But also, but that's a very rare time. It just depends on when you catch me. But, you know, in most cases, I feel the same way. I'll, even if I do get mad, I'll go to their page and I'll look at them. Like, if this, just like you said, if this person was in front of me and said anything, I wouldn't even care. This person's a chump. There, there's no need to add more hate back to their life. Mm-hmm. And I see that myself as and, more hurting them. You know, because I'm like, I can, t- I'm like, you said it, whatever, I get it. You know, I understand all the dynamics with this but then at the same time I know that if I lay into you it's probably gonna hurt a lot more because you're in a way more sensitive place you know your life's not a good yeah. spot yeah and uh, usually whatever whatever they're saying they're saying it's like a, it's just an understanding of they're speaking more about themselves than they are you whatever they're saying mm-hmm. and most people are looking for excuses and reasons why they didn't make it in life in general their own happiness is they don't have any happiness because they're blaming something yeah yeah and they're looking for an excuse so yeah. you're a, a good scapegoat of like yeah. why their life sucks it, it's like uh, that Rocky saying when he goes they're, they're, uh, they're looking for somebody to blame like a big shadow yeah, says, it's you know, true. exactly. It's, it's true. That's true. They're like, they're, they're, I'm not saying I'm big, but I'm just, well, I'm a big guy, you know. No, but, no, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they look at somebody, they're like, I got to blame somebody. I'm going to blame this guy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. this, this, is the, this is the reason. This guy right here stood yeah. in front of me. And he, you know what I mean? It's like, I try to help as much people as I can, but I try to help them help themselves. Yeah. Not me just help them just to, for the sake of help. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I want to help you help yourself. Yeah. Like, I want to help give you the tools. To make yourself, you know, you know, propel yourself to that place you want to be. That's all. You know, it's like I do with my kids. It's like when I love somebody, I want to help them. I don't want to enable them to be lazy. Yeah. I want to help them with giving them tools for their toolbox, yeah, right? Yeah. So that way when it comes time that you got to fix this or fix that, you got the right tool to do it, you know? Yeah, right. That's Teach it. a man to fish, basically. And also, yeah. I exactly. kind of have those tools to fix it. Be, be accountable, too, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't blame everyone else for your own shortcomings. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, you know what? We got Holistic Meditation and MC Monkey D, a.k.a. the Freedom Renegades in here. So you know we can't let them leave here without a freestyle, <laughs> So we're going to get into a freestyle right now. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> you are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I began right here in the room and I'm dropping. Flows nobody ever hear when I'm stopping. Hey, hey, option. Move it when I'm popping. This cause I'm hip-hop, baby. No option. Every time I come around, every time I get my damn mic, you know I gotta spit. I see it, then I'm coming, then I step to the stage, and nobody gonna do it. But you know I never behave It's easy for me Move it in a swirl Every time I got the mic You know the word Go and get it with it My man little brother Here becomes Monkey D Go 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 smother uh, That's right When I beat the beat uh, I break that stuff And I bring the heat Yeah, trick or treat What you need to know When I drop that stuff I'ma bring the flow Cause uh, I got the glow That you never even had I'ma drop that stuff When I bring it in the bag Yeah, let me drag you on I'ma drop that shit Like I bang a thong Rap bang a thong Do it all night long If 
if you wanna bring it me, I'll be King Kong, ayy. King Kong, here I am singing song. When I do it, you know, it's like a gong. Hit it when I strike it, move it, then I ride it. Flow been sicker than the way that I light it. Ain't talking about smoking, baby, I'm on the mic. What I'm doing, I switch it and ride the bike. Never leave, but my freestyle game is tight. Every time I come around, you know that I gotta be kite. High, move, slide. Every time I move, why? This how I do it, meditation, gotta move, why? This just something that's up in there. See what I'm doing, and you know that I send me. Beats, beats, beats to my brother. 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 Got him going so big, make him flip that lid. Every single type of rhyme, I'ma do it for the kid or the little bit of middle, little bit of bang. Drop that shit, cause I put it in the chain. Yo, I gotta break that thing every time I'm on it. Drop it to these people when they're ringing on the comet. Yeah, pass it on. I'ma bring that stuff like I dropped the bomb. You heard it once upon. And I heard again, I'ma drop that shit, didn't need the pen Yeah, no pen is needed and I never heat it I gotta be the one that really gets it heated So I turn on the oven and I start moving When I get that flame then I gotta be grooving Through the beat, here we go sweet Switching back and forth, yeah, yeah, here we go Here we go, here we, here we, here we go, yeah Here we go, here we, here we, here we go, yeah Yeah, here we, here we, here we go I said, here we go, I got the flow like butter Bring it to your butt, but I bring it in the butter that's right, never utter no nothing Bring it to the people cause you know I keep it stuffing Just like a turkey, everybody heard me That's why you wanna put it down like Erky Or Urkel, running in a circle Drop these rhymes till your brain turn purple That's right, looking black and blue But I'm coming through the people like my room Black Jew Whoa, Kanye Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there Bars for days, baby, bars for days <laughs> this has been Holistic Meditation and MC Monkey D, aka the Freedom Gray, uh, free, uh, the Freedom Grains, <laughs> the Freedom Renegades. I'm over here too excited over here after this uh, freestyle session. Now look, I'm gonna break it down to you like this. They are the Freedom Renegades, but Holistic Meditation, that's where you will find all the crazy viral videos that are popping off on TikTok. But where else can they find you? Give them some details. Spotify, uh, Holistic Meditation, you, the, the album, The Art of Freedom is on there, the album The Rebel is on there. If you want to catch us on YouTube, we have a bunch of music videos. Just find uh, Freedom Renegades on YouTube. We're on all platforms. Like We're, we're literally on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, what else am I missing? Un under the name Holistic Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Holistic Meditation, Freedom Renegades on Facebook. And I don't think I'm missing anything, am I? Not that I can think what of. What about MC Monkey D? Uh, the MC Monkey D, we, we'll just we'll take it easy on that one right now. We'll, okay. We'll let, uh, we'll Bandcamp. Yeah, we can go to Bandcamp. If anyone wants to get the Onion Cake mixtape, they can find it on Bandcamp. But other than that, they can find it at Freedom Renegades on YouTube and Spotify would be Holistic Meditation. And then TikTok will be holistic meditation also all right to reiterate look for holistic meditation and freedom renegades look for those two and you'll find these gentlemen right here thank you so much for coming on the show man, man. it's always our pleasure man from the beginning of, of making music <laughs> you've been there the entire time man, and you really gave us a step up just in life in general just being your friend and you know oh, love, give man. a little bit of a mentor in some ways too man so thank oh, you man. brother love you guys we, we only have great too. things to say about you oh, always man. so thank you for everything well, you always the, do the feeling is mutual man and reciprocate that love man true roy try baby let's go hey, hey you know what time it is two bucks alive <laughs> <laughs>